0: Grab your fork and grab your knife. Morning, afternoon,
1: and night. Mama's recipe and mine. We're about to have a good time. Hey sis, eat this. Hey sis,
2: eat this. Woohoo! Yep! Hey sis. Hey sis. Welcome everybody to the bonus episode of Hasis hey, Eat This with a National Siblings Day celebration.
3: Woohoo! Happy National Siblings Day everybody.
2: Happy National Siblings Day.
3: We're really taking this holiday seriously here at Hasis Eat This.
2: It's the first annual, and there will be more.
3: <laughs> we have to take it seriously.
2: Yes, I mean the the whole reason we have this podcast is because of us as siblings.
3: Well, that's right. And you know what? You are the best gift I've ever received. I'm Aww. just gonna I want to pay a little tribute to you on National Siblings Day because as the story goes, when mom and dad sat me down to tell me that they were pregnant and having a baby, <laughs> I looked at them square in the face and I screamed, I don't want it, you can have it. And I ran out <laughs> of the room all angry.
2: <laughs> to your credit, you were young, you and and you were already five, so you were like, what? I got to share them?
3: And I also remember when mom brought you home from the hospital and you were in your little crib sleeping and I snuck into the crib to cuddle with you. I mean, you were only like probably a couple days old. Oh. And I started brushing your hair with <laughs> one of those like fingernail brushes that they send you home with from the hospital, like those kits. And I remember mom going, Oh my god, oh, oh, Courtney, no, 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 no. Like get out of there. Like I was like, pro- she's probably afraid I was gonna smother you or something. I was about to say, I'm glad you said snuggle, not smother. <laughs> yeah, snuggle. I was snuggled because then I saw you and you're like, You're so cute. Mm. You were really
2: cute. You were a really cute baby. Thank you.
3: So happy National Siblings Day. I love you.
2: I love you so much. And nothing makes me happier than doing this podcast with you because there's been times in the past before we started this podcast where I'd call you and you wouldn't answer or you, you know, would get back to me like the next day. But now you have to because I'm your boss.
3: Oh, my God. Now now I'm scared if if I (laughs) I, I let a... I can't red button you anymore because you'll get mad at me. I mean, you got, you keep me on a tight schedule. I love
2: a, it. That was my plan. I'm going to be like, ha ha. I'm going to make her do something where she has to talk to me every day. <laughs> <laughs> every day, like
3: 30 times a day. I, but I
2: love it. Me too. It's the best. And you're the best. And I couldn't ask for a better sister. We just have a blast together.
3: We had a rough start. I mean, it did take me a while to get into my groove. But once I was 20 something, I really, you know, I think I really stepped up the sister plate. Took me a while. Totally. But,
2: you know, we were six years apart. We are still six years apart. Um, Yeah. It (laughs) doesn't feel like it anymore. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, let's get into this episode because we asked all of y'all listeners, all of y'all listeners to call in and tell us about funny stories involving you and your sibling. And wow, did y'all bring it. You brought it. We got some good stuff. We really did. We are so excited for you guys to hear it. Thank you everyone who called in.
3: No, I mean, listen, we got a lot of voicemails. So this is exciting. We've got a lot of funny stuff to get through. So- I agree. Happy National Siblings Day, everybody. And sit back and enjoy.
2: All right. Well, let's get into the first call.
3: Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay.
4: Hey, Whitney and Courtney, this is uh, your long lost old gal friend, Lisa Johnson Mitchell. And I just listened to your podcast and I'm just like crying with laughter and I so love it so much. And a story came to mind that does involve my mother and a mishap between me and my brother, um, This is for siblings sake. when she was preparing a Christmas meal from the customers and the employees of my dad's salon, your dad knows the story. He calls it kitty paw stew. Uh, We call it kitty butt stew. I guess the top line is that mother had prepared this meal, this big, huge vat, like 1970s, huge vat full of chicken tetrazzini. And at the same time, our house was being redecorated. And at the time we had a bunch of cats and, there was this one hallway between the kitchen and the front door and we had pulled up the carpet. So, and I guess the carpet had been up for a while and there was cat hair everywhere. So anyway, Tim and I, my brother and I, we were late and we were trying to get this giant, huge truck of a vat of chicken Tetrazzini out the door to the car to take to my dad's salon. So we're going and going. I'm like, hurry up, Tim, hurry up, Tim. And we we both went through this uh, small hallway and Something happened. I think I stepped on one of the carpet tacks and I, and I moved and jostled and the whole thing fell on the floor, but just the top, like the the whole vat came down, but then it spilled out onto the floor. So I looked at Tim. I said, quick, now, what are we going to do? Mother's going to cry. This is her signature dish. So we went and got coffee cups and we scooped up the top of it, this is, you know, and put it back on and took it to the salon and did not tell my father. And uh, I told my mother later, and she did cry at the end of the day. People were saying, this is so good. What's your special ingredient? And I'm thinking that cat hair. Anyway, I wanted to share that with you. your, Your dad got a big kick out of that story, or does and still does. I hope so. Anyway, love you. Love your show. Bye. Ew, I mean, that's so disgusting
3: that <laughs> no. I just don't even know where to begin. I do remember this story from childhood. I vaguely remember this, like dad talking about it. I thought it was chicken cacciatori, not chicken right. tetrazzini, but even more disgusting. Um, I don't know why. Just, well, it's Lisa so does gross.
2: such a great job of, of, telling the story that I can just picture everything happening. Like oh, they're carrying this vat. God. They hit the side of the wall that she steps There's on a tack, t- an and it's attack.
3: <laughs> attack. Yes. It's like a farce, <laughs> like a movie. Exactly. Um, and it's kind of funny that, they scoop it all up and there's <gasps> going to be cat hair in there and they're taking it to a salon. Her dad was a stylist, like a, you know, so they went to a hairdresser. <laughs> so there's probably hair all over. They might've just thought that some of the hair from the haircuts blew up into the Tetrazzini. I don't know, but there were probably a lot of hairballs. People were coughing up hairballs later oh, that night. Gosh. Lisa, can we get that chicken Tetrazzini recipe for our website? <laughs> <laughs> Sans the cat hair. (laughs) Sans cat hair. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for sharing. We love it.
2: Thanks, Lisa. All right, let's get into the next one.
1: Hello there. Hi, Wit. Hi, Court. This is Matthew Baldacci calling uh, about National Siblings Day just because I had a funny story that came to my mind. I was actually chatting with my brothers, so I am the youngest of three older brothers. So as you can imagine, when I was younger, I was, you know, the little sidekick. I would just go wherever they went and did whatever the plan was. And of course, most of the mischief happens when it's the four of us at home alone. And one day when I had to have been like eight or something, it was just a normal day. My mom left to go do groceries. And one of the things that is like big in our house is, you know, just Keep the doors closed whenever we do anything. And, you know, our usual thing is we'll go out to the court. We'll play, like, whiffle ball or play basketball, whatever. Usually playing sports or something. Sure enough, we leave the door wide open. Uh, we come back in, and what we see is this little Tweety bird that got into our house. And our main living room goes up, like, two stories. So this thing is just hanging in the top of our house and we're like shoot you know mom's gonna find out that we left the door open again we gotta get this bird out of here and so we do everything we can to get this thing down and you know we can't reach it we try getting a louder we try again you know big pole nothing's working we can't this thing will not leave leave food by the door nothing We're like all right we're we're running out of time guys like what are we gonna do and back then we had one of those long vacuums that plug into the wall. we I got all right, let's see if it reaches. And sure enough, we vacuum this little Tweety bird into this vacuum. We get it down, and we don't know if this thing got sucked all the way in or what, and it's still in the the long hose vacuum. So we use a long pole. We poke it out, get it out, mission accomplished. Um, But the good news was, was we looked over later and the little birdie just popped right up and flew away. So, you know, the brothers put our heads together and were able to get this little Tweety Bird out before mom and dad knew, which was great. Uh, Love the show. Keep up the awesome work, guys.
3: I don't even know where to begin with the story.
2: I mean, it's such a quintessential brother story of like four brothers that are like, okay, we're going to get so
3: much trouble. What do we do? Let's put our heads together. And they think to grab a vacuum and vacuum up the bird. (laughs) It's actually very creative. You think? I think so. I think it's animal abuse, but I think it's hilarious. (laughs) It's inventive. And I also want to know what's a Tweety bird like. Clearly, it wasn't a bluebird or a crow right. or something. It must yeah, have been. Yeah, it wasn't a
2: pigeon. Your varietal pigeon, <laughs> Maddie B. We're going to need some context on this bird.
3: I like that they used their. They put their heads together, and there was teamwork. Yeah, you know that bonded them for life together, vacuuming up a bird. Yeah, we had a bird come into our house too. Oh gosh. Um, yeah, it was weird. So, well, you always have the doors open, so. Yeah, we always have the doors open, and one day this bird comes in about a year ago, Mm -hmm. and it's flying around the kitchen. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, let's try it. and get it. kept like running. Is it like a small bird or? It was like a Tweety bird. Yeah, it was, a tweed- I, bird. yeah. Okay. it was a Tweety bird. And it kept going into the screens, like trying to go out. So it kept hitting the window over and over again. Oh. And so I was t- like ripping all the screens off of my windows to like help him get out. My older daughter, Reagan, hears all the commotion. And she comes downstairs and she's like, oh, my gosh, it came, it came. I go, what do you mean it came? She goes, the bird. I prayed to the bird god and it came in the house. And I go, what do you mean you prayed to the bird god? She's like, yeah, I just prayed We're that Jewish. a bird would come in. I know. I, I was like, Whoa, okay, well, OK, we'll talk about that later. We got to get the bird out of the house. And then the bird's flying around and then it starts flying from room to room. And it shits all no. over my chairs in the kitchen. Uh-uh. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Finally, I guess it made its way out. But Reagan was so excited. She somehow manifested this bird to come <coughs> into our house. I'm like, stop praying to the bird god. Pray to the money god, damn it. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's see what's up next.
5: Hey, Whitney. Hey, Courtney. It's Janty. And I do have a funny sibling story about my sister and me. It's how we came to call ourselves the Moron Sisters. The summer after I graduated from college, my Aunt Dee Dee won a trip to Cancun and she had absolutely no interest in going to a beach resort in Mexico. She gave the trip to my sister and me and we were thrilled. Now this was in the early 80s when the preppy look was very much in style. That morning when I got dressed for the first leg of my journey, I put on what I thought was a really cute outfit. It started with a navy blue Lacoste Izod polo paired with a darling seersucker skirt, and I'm pretty sure I had on some kind of belt with that seashell buckle, as was the style in those days. And of course, to finish off the look, I had a pair of navy blue espadrilles from Papagallo. And if you know, you know. I got off the plane and I was wandering around the airport when all of a sudden I spotted my sister. I recognized her instantly. And for a brief second, I had a real freakout slash panic attack because she and I were dressed exactly alike. That's right. She had on the Navy Izod, blue seersucker skirt, Navy espadrilles. Anyway, when we spotted each other, we just started howling. Imagine how stupid we looked dressed alike. It's kind of cute when you're a little girl, but not so much when you're in your 20s. It was then we declared ourselves as the Moron Sisters. We've done a lot of moronic things since then. But the matching outfit on our way to our free trip to Cancun was one of the
3: best.
2: This is just too cute.
3: I mean, Janty, first of all, you told the story so well. I know. Hilarious. I could totally picture it. And by the way, Papagallo girl, I know. I know. That was, Papagallo was the store in the 80s. And I remember those espadrilles, those woven leather espadrilles that were, you know, all the craze. Mom had them in all kinds of colors. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: You know, we never dressed alike, but we did, we shared a lot of clothes when we lived together. Mm -hmm. I think we fought over a lot of clothes. Yeah, probably. Um, But Lance and I dress like a lot.
3: (laughs) I do not dress like Jason.
2: (laughs) Okay. We will be going somewhere and getting dressed separately and like he'll already be outside and we're both in like white tanks. Oh my God, not tanks. (laughs) What am I thinking?
3: You guys wear white tanks? (laughs) I want to see that. (laughs) We'll
2: both be in in white t-shirts and green army kind of pants or like slacks. And we're like, well, no, you change. (laughs) I was out, I was out here first. Come on. I really like this outfit. (laughs) Oh,
3: that's great. I actually like to dress alike with him. He's a really well-dressed man. So I could see, you know, why you'd want to dress like him. Yeah,
2: but... I think it's kind of fun and cute when we dress alike. So I often don't change.
3: Anyway, that was great. I love that story. I love it. Thank you for sharing. Thank you, Moron
2: Sisters. (laughs) 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 Oh, I think up next, we actually have cousin Katie, Janty's daughter.
3: Oh, how funny. Thanks for calling in, guys.
2: Actually, I have to do a little disclaimer on this one because she talks about cross fading And I did not know what this meant. For those of you listeners who also aren't of the Gen Z, uh, it means when you're drunk and stoned.
3: Okay. I didn't know. I've never heard of that before.
2: I didn't either. I know it very well, but I'd never heard of it in that term. So
3: I don't know. I've never, I never heard of that or done anything even remotely. Mm -mm.
2: You have never. So, uh, all right, let's, let's listen.
6: Hey, Wittencourt. It's Katie. And I am calling in with a funny sibling story that I had to share with you guys. So several years ago, my brother, Sam, and I both were at the St. Patrick's Day Parade. We started the day separately. I started with my friends and my husband, Kirk, and my brother started with his friends. And the day started with me getting crossfaded with a police officer on the side of Greenville. And that's not really my style or my speed typically. So I was just pretty much gone, barely remember anything the rest of the day, but we made it into the block party of St. Patrick's Day where they were selling Papa John's pizzas on the side of the road, so I decided I was starving, obviously, and had to get a pizza. Um, I told everyone I was going to eat it by myself or share it with my brother because I knew he was down there somewhere, but I didn't know where, so we are running up and down all of Greenville looking for my brother, texting him, calling him, we finally find him, And we took some epic photos together that I sent to my mom the next day. And she thought that they were so cute that she printed them out and framed it and put it in her house. And she puts it out every St. Patrick's Day. Um, And only recently did I tell her that I was crossfaded. My brother was blackout drunk. And behind our backs is a giant box of Papa John's pizza because we sat there and ate an entire pizza because we were so obliterated so that is just a classic story that my mom has this hysterical photo of us framed in her house where we are just both completely gone all right love you guys oh katie i have a
3: lot of questions a lot of questions (laughs) um okay okay, first of all when you say you were getting crossfaded with a cop were you was he part of the party and was he getting crossfaded too
2: yeah i want to know more about that too
3: yeah that sounds fun (laughs) At first, I thought maybe you were in trouble getting crossfaded. But clearly, if you went on to get pizza. Right. And also, w- what was there like a struggle to get the pizza? It sounds like nobody else wanted you to get the pizza because you were saying, I'm only going to eat it, me, and then I'll give some to my brother. So were they angry with you for getting the pizza? Maybe she
2: was just like stoned and had the munchies yeah. and was like, I'm going to house this pizza.
3: Yeah. And I'll give Sam a bite, but not, not the rest of yeah. you. <laughs> You
2: know yes. I mean when you're crossfaded you're you know you don't know what
3: mindset you're in you're not right. I know you ain't rat, I guess uh-huh. um cross I really like that Uh my other question would be when you you said you told your mom you she were cross now does Janty know what cross means has Janty been crossfaded I I, I you know you kind of you kind of just threw that sentence away like, yeah when I told my mom we were crossfaded like I I just wouldn't I wouldn't be the first one to tell my mom, like, oh, I was stoned and drunk with Whitney. You know, I
2: will say that Mom Ashley would not know what crossfading is.
3: No, <laughs> no,
2: she would not. She would, she not. would not approve. <laughs>
3: she would not ap- They'll make you throw up.
2: Yeah. She once told me, I hope that you're not wasting your time and your money on dope.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> dope. Is that even marijuana dope? I mean, isn't that kind I of like. I thought that was like crack. <laughs> you're definitely not wasting your money on that. (laughs) No. The
2: only thing I have to add to this that makes me think of it because she mentions the picture. There's a picture at Mama's and Dwight's house of the three of us from a Christmas. You, me, and Mom. Yeah, yeah. Where we just all three look so hammered. And I... Every time I see Not it. Not
3: crossfaded. I, no,
2: no. And every time I see it, I'm like, oh God, do we really have to have this up in the house? I know. <laughs> and I'm wearing a
3: t-shirt that says, I did Justin three times. Oh, oh yeah. was that it?
2: <gasps> I thought it was I heart JT or
3: something. No, it was I right. did Justin three times. Somebody gave that to <laughs> me. And I was like, oh, yeah, was hilarious. I'm going to wear it. I think dad gave it to me. <laughs> I think he did. I was obsessed with Okay.
2: JT. That is so funny. Well, yeah. I'm going to go to moms and and take a picture of that picture and post oh, it, please. <laughs> it's so funny though. Okay, up next, let's uh, get to our next call.
0: This is your aunt Martha, and I have a funny story. When I was working with your mama at a particular church, and we were cooking for a Cajun food truck, I was in charge of making the beignet dough, and because your mom's Baking is not her big thing. She makes all the other stuff. I tripled and quadrupled the dough one time, and we put it in the fridge overnight for the people to come pick up the next morning. When we went back the next morning, all the doors on the fridge were blown open because the dough had grown so much overnight that it was coming out of the fridge. So we just got hysterical and were laughing and laughing and laughing because... We were making jokes about the dough that took, uh, the beignet dough that took over Dallas. And I even have another one about your Uncle Roger. He used to skulk around the house at night when we were growing up. And he would come and stand by your bed and just breathe. Well, I just happened to be facing that direction when he came into my room. So he's standing there breathing and breathing and breathing on me. And all of a sudden, I said, boo. And he flew out of the room like a rocket. So I guess I'm pretty good at scaring them. So I hope you like these stories. But the dough thing, I just remembered that one. And I thought that was really a funny one. Talk to you later. And I love you all.
2: All I picture of hearing this mm-hmm. is mom and Martha, like walking in there with this, <laughs> the doors have <laughs> flown off. The bread is like coming. The
3: refrigerator, the fridge, the, what'd she
2: call it? The refrigerator. The mm-hmm. refridge. the refrigerator. Um And it's just a scene like, I can picture in I Love Lucy.
3: Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> exactly. Right? I was thinking more of like a 1950s horror movie, like The Blob, but it's <laughs> the beignet dough. And it's it is taking over Dallas and it's like rolling out of the church and down, you know, the street right. and picking up people along the way. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> the God. That's really that's funny. H- that's really, really funny. Well, Martha is such a good storyteller. She is. And she keeps it concise, which yes, I like. And me too. And I love that she she scared people, and Uncle Roger just standing above them breathing and right, trying like creeping to creeping around them. the house, <laughs> yeah my kids do that. So oh, I have to, this, this is what this brings up for me. I don't, I'm like dad, dad and I have the same problem. If you wake us up and we're in a deep sleep, mm-hmm. we scream, we're like, Oh, you know, yeah. so some, some nights it's worse than others. And my kids have gotten really used to that. So when they, cause they, they get nervous if they need me in the middle of the night, <laughs> they'll come in, but they try and like be really gentle because they know that I could possibly, you know, jump out of my skin. Yeah. So my, Older one had to come, she had a sore throat. The other night she comes in and I'm dead asleep. And actually, my other one was Vivi was sick too. So she was lying right next to me, sleeping right next to me in my bed. It's always something like, Mommy, mommy. So I I screamed and um then Reagan screams and then my uh, and then Vivi wakes up and she's like, What's going on? And so everybody's <laughs> screaming and Reagan's like, God, mommy, why do you always do that? Why do you always scream when I wake you up? Can you imagine if I did that every morning when you woke me <laughs> up for school? <laughs> and I started laughing.
2: That is hilarious. Okay, let's see who's up next.
1: Hey, sis. Uh, this is Darren. And I have quite a story. It's
7: more of it's an ongoing thing. So my brother and I, um, when we were just teenagers, There was a kid at our school and his name was Scooter. We were both obsessed with the fact that there was someone named Scooter. We always were saying Scooter and we made up songs like Scooter Got Lost and I mean it like literally you know how families have like nicknames and sayings and all these things, but Scooter, like, took on a whole life of its own, and we each called each other Scooter, and it, to this day, it's, like, never clear who's the real Scooter. Um, we both think that the other one is the Scooter. Now my brother has kids. My nephews and niece, they've been brought into the whole Scooter of it all. They, of course, think that I'm Scooter, and they get really, like,
1: my dad's not
7: Scooter. I'm, like, he is. Like, I think he's the original Scooter. But they call me Uncle Scooter. They've even now started to call me Grandpa Scooter, which is the whole, I don't know where that came from. Um, But literally, this has been a 30-year obsession with Scooter. And it's got like, it's got different formations, like Scooter has become Eater, Scotter, and the whole family, like when we're together, all we just say to each other is Eater, Scotter, Scooter, like over and over again. And people look at us like,
1: what's wrong with
7: these people? But it's just one of those things, it's like, it's our legacy that we're handing down to the next generation. And it's so random, but it's like so read from our childhood that it's like stuck with us and just like has taken on this this whole other life. I don't know. That's the scooter of it all, as we would say. That's a good story for you. I
3: And wow. Talk about taking something and running with it. Right. Right? They they really did. And I love that because I love family nicknames. Yeah. I think we have a lot of iterations of Whitney and Courtney that have evolved over the years. Yes. But thanks to you, one mm-hmm. of my nicknames growing up was Caca because you <laughs> right. couldn't say Courtney. Yeah. For those who don't know, Caca means poo-poo in Spanish. So I was really upset about that. But that one didn't last so long, I Did guess. mom and dad laugh about it? Did they think it was oh, funny? Yeah. And they probably encouraged it. They encouraged it and they called me Caca <laughs> and i would be like, don't call me Caca, you know. Sorry, Caca. But I love how Scooter took on all the different Versions of Scooter, Skeeter, yeah, and the whole families
2: involved. It's so funny. I'm now going to call Darren Scooter from now on.
3: <laughs> oh, for sure, or Skeeter, or Scotter. I like Scouter. Oh, Scotter. Can you imagine if the original Scooter, the well, the real, real, the real OG Scooter from their school knew that? Yes. He was this thread that keeps the family laughing for right. years and years and years and years.
2: Scooter, yeah. if you're listening and you grew up in Michigan, please call in. <laughs> We'll put you in touch with these idiots. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Too funny. That's great. All right, moving on.
8: Hi, this is Mary. I'm going to tell you a story about my two children. In retrospect, when I think back about them, they were such good friends, and they hardly ever gave us any trouble until they were in high school. They both had the same friends in high school. They were two years apart. And our house seemed to be party central when we were out of town. I'm thinking of this one particular day we returned back, we were overnight or away for the weekend, and they were probably sophomores and seniors. And we had a brand new kitchen table. We came in, house is so clean, just can't believe it. And we sit down in the table and we notice it is just filled with dents. Now the table was brand new. And there are dents, little tiny dents all over the table. Of course, we call up Jonathan and Amanda, and we said, did you throw a party? No party, no party. Nope, we were out all weekend. Everything's great. No party. And we said, it's a brand new table. We didn't leave it like this. You must have bought it like that, and you didn't notice it, on and on. The two of them stuck to their stories. The next day, our neighbor rings our doorbell. He's coming to complain about the big rager that was held at our house over the weekend. So we weren't thrilled with this uh neighbor and how he would tattle on our kids often to another neighbor and the other neighbor would say, you know, oh, the Bill's complaining about Jonathan Amanda having parties at your house again every time you two leave. So we call him down, tell him Bill was there, we finally get to admit there was a party, and the parties are usually in our basement but why are they up on our new kitchen table? Comes to be, they did fess up. They were playing quarters up there and the dents are all quarter marks all over the table. We Dave and I kind of laughed it off because we didn't like the neighbor tattling on them. So of course they got off scot-free. But so many stories, but thank you for having us think back and remember that time and uh, we went with our kids instead of the neighbor. All right, thanks. Bye-bye.
3: They are literally the coolest parents I have ever heard of in my life. Right. I mean, that is the fact that she's like giggling, taking the sides of her kids and like, did you guys have a party? Come on, tell me. It, it, and she's like, usually the parties are in the basement. I mean, yeah. <laughs> if if we had dented a brand new kitchen table oh. with quarters, we would have been grounded for a year. I mean, I I can't even imagine the trouble we would be in or my kids. If my kids did that to my, I would lose my shit if that happened. I'm just, I'm getting my, my blood's boiling. I I, I can tell (laughs) it hasn't happened yet. Court, (laughs) you've got a few
2: years. She, She is, she's real chill. Oh my God. I love it. I love that. You know, the kids are like, oh, must have bought it like that. Like, yeah,
3: "Yeah, right. (laughs) Well, because teenagers are idiots.
2: Mary's like sitting back like, okay. Oh, my God. It's so crazy. Okay, let's uh, let's keep moving along.
9: Hello, this is Galen in Dallas. My sibling story begins when my parents shockingly allowed me and my sister Debbie to go to Europe on a Eurail pass for six weeks. They also surprisingly thought it was normal that I quit my job to do this. I was out of college for a year and Debbie had just completed her sophomore year and we left New York on Icelandic in velour, hot pants, and stacked heel sandals. I bossily told Debbie to bring Very little in the way of clothes since we'd be dragging our suitcases all over Europe. But I said, be sure and bring something fancy so we can go to the casino in Monte Carlo. Well, when we finally arrived in Monte Carlo, after about 10 days of adventures, I asked her what fancy outfit she had brought. She said, I didn't bring anything. What? Well, I was determined to go that night, so we went window shopping. And it didn't take us long to realize that we couldn't afford one thing in Monte Carlo. But we were wrong. We spotted a long peach two-ply nylon nightgown in the window of a lingerie shop. The best thing it had going for it was the price tag. We took it back to our room and added a suede hip hugger belt, and our stack tail sandals, and some assorted necklaces. And that is the story of how my sister ended up in the Pasha's place on the French Riviera, wearing a peach nightgown. Well. It was the 70s.
3: That's such a cool story. It's so cute. How sexy is that? You just, you're like, I can't afford that Versace dress, but I'm going to roll in with a, with a silky nighty and a suede belt. She probably looked insanely hot. I bet that is creative. It's yeah. bold. It's like nothing's going to stop me on my six-week year real pass right. vacay. And I love it. Definitely something we would have done. I think it's a great idea. I think I'm going to shop at the lingerie section next time I have an event to go to.
2: I know I've worn some kind of nighty out at some point.
3: But it happens when you're in Europe, you know? Exactly. I mean, the story reminds
2: me of... After I studied in Florence and you and Mama came over and we traveled for like two weeks throughout Italy and we got to Rome, our last stop, and like you would run out of clothes.
3: I'd run out of underwear. I remember. I remember this story distinctly. Do You want to tell it? I think you should. I'd run out of underwear. And so we were going to go out on the streets of Rome to buy me some underwear. And I had on a little black (laughs) <laughs> little black skirt, little black cotton gap skirt, I remember. Mm-hmm. And with no underwear. And I would rather go commando than wear dirty underwear. <laughs> so we were walking around Rome trying to find a, a shop where I could buy some undies. And I walked over one of those, you know, Marilyn Monroe vents. Yeah, like a subway. Great. And my skirt flew up. <laughs> really high. And I flashed Rome. Yes. <laughs> My beaver.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so funny. Like the three of us were just, I
3: screamed, I
2: think in hysterics. I mean, and that skirt flew all the way up.
3: Yeah. And yeah, there was I'm, no, leaving nothing to the imagination. If you'd had
2: panties on, you would have peed them, but you didn't. Yeah. No. And it was hilarious. I'll never forget it. And the girls, your your girls, whenever we tell that story, are like, mommy, no way. Oh, yes way, girls. Yes way. Pantyless mommy going over those subway grates. Okay, well, we do have to have a major disclaimer before this last call. So it is um, one of the funniest stories I've ever heard.
3: Yeah. But it's super offensive. It's super dirty. Really dirty. Dirty. Like literally. If you are not a fan of scatological humor, then you might want to turn this off. And for those who don't know what scatological humor is. It's poop. Yeah, it's poop. We find it funny. It's our favorite kind of humor. Yeah. (laughs) It's like if you have
2: listened to this podcast, you know, we talk a lot about it.
3: Right. Like people like Whitney's husband, Lance, would be turning it off at this moment. I would just we just want to make sure that everyone understands that it's it's not for the faint of heart. Right. Like if
2: you get grossed out easily, do not go beyond this. We appreciate you listening. Happy National Siblings Day.
3: Right. I mean, we decided to move forward with the story because we just think it's so funny. But we do know we could lose some listeners with this one. So please, if you... Are sensitive to these types of things, Turn it off now,
2: yeah, but we gotta take risks, you know,
3: yeah, so yeah,
2: all right, let's get into this last one. It's a doozy
3: <laughs> a duty, <doody.
10: laughs> Hey, wit, hey, Courtney, it's Amanda. Um, I'm calling to share a little story in honor of siblings' Day. Um, My older brother, Jonathan, who is two years older than me, we've always been very, very close. Um, We were military kids, so we moved around a lot and we were sort of like forced to be friends at a young age because every time we go to a new school, Um, We were the only people we'd know at lunch and recess and all of that. So as we got older, you know, into middle school and high school, we continued to be good friends. Um, But Jonathan was definitely much cooler than me in high school. And Jonathan would have these sort of crazy parties at our house when my parents would either be out of town or out for the night or whatever. He would have all of his friends over and they would hang in our basement and it came time for me to graduate high school Jonathan was in college at the time and he came back from school. He was back for the summer and through me probably was like one of the most epic parties to date at my parents' house. My parents had gone away for the the night and I would say probably every person in the town from age like 14 to 22 was in our basement. Um, It was a rager. It was crazy. It was so much fun. A bunch of people spent the night at our house. And when we woke up the next morning, my brother was like, Amanda, Amanda, you got to come to the basement. Something happened. And I was like, what? And we went down to the basement and there was poop all over the carpets, the walls, the couch, in the afghan my grandma knitted poop. We could not figure out where it came from. We could not figure out if a dog had left it there or what. We quickly realized it indeed was uh, not dog poop. No one that was left uh, the next morning could tell us you know, anything about it. Everyone swore it wasn't them. We weren't sure what happened, but we knew we needed to get it cleaned up ASAP. We rented a steam cleaner. We were able to get it off the walls, out of the carpet. It was horrific. And when my mother and father came home that night, we told them that someone had stepped in dog poop. And... <laughs> had gotten it all over the carpet. And my mom took like two steps into the basement and she went and sniffed. And she was like, that's human poop. She was so mad at us and ended up getting like the entire basement recarpeted and professionally cleaned. And like, it was a nightmare. And it wasn't until years later that we found out that one of my brother's friends had anal sex with his girlfriend in the basement. And that was the source of the poop. So to this day my mom like doesn't even like to talk about the incident um but my brother and I still laugh very very hard about it. So that's probably one of our craziest stories as siblings. Anyway, love you girls, love the show.
2: We warned
3: you.
6: We <laughs>
10: warned
3: you all. I mean, never. <laughs> have I heard a more disgusting <laughs> and hilarious story all at once? Oh, my God. A couple of things come to mind for me. Um, the investigation that happened the next morning when she said that nobody would claim it. They, everybody denied okay, it was guys, them. Who so, shit all over the basement? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> not it. <laughs> uh, and the grandmother's poor Afghan that she knitted. I mean, was did, did they salvage that? I wonder, was it did that have to be thrown out?
2: I don't know, but that is one of the reasons why we had to include this is because she mentions the grandma's Afghan.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I would never be able to curl up with that Afghan again after that. I think it probably had to go. Mm -mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh my God. And then of course the mom is like, oh no, that's human poop. Because moms know. I mean, they just know. And that's another thing that makes moms so wonderful. You can't get anything past them. Right. Okay, the
2: fact that she's like, that's probably one of the craziest stories. Probably. Like, probably. Yeah. What else do you have? Because Yeah, it, please
3: call in. <laughs> that's only probably one of the craziest
2: stories. We need more. Well, I do want to have them on the podcast too, because they're hilarious. Oh,
3: but for sure. I mean- <laughs> just, I mean, I just it's so disgusting. If, if that ever happened in my house, I would just put it on the market and move. <laughs> I could never go back down to a shitty basement. I could never do that. I just the, the, the pure shock and horror of seeing all of that and then knowing oh what happened God. down there for me, that would be grounds for moving. It's
2: also like, they didn't find out the real reason until years later. Like what did they imagine oh. happened? <laughs>
3: Oh, God, I don't know. I don't know. Right. That it was on the walls and stuff.
2: Well, I think that this celebration of National Siblings Day was a huge success for us.
3: I loved all these stories. It's just so fun to take a trip down memory lane with your sibling and remember all these funny times.
2: Right. And we, we hope that you all enjoyed them and that it made you think of funny stories about you and your sibling and the celebration and the special bond that siblings do have. I appreciate every single one of y'all for calling in and sharing these hilarious, fun, heartwarming stories. We will just continue to do this every year, I think.
3: And I just want to say that I... Would implore all of you to call your sibling today if you have one and tell them you love them, reminisce on a funny story and celebrate the day. Yes. And go
2: a step further and post a picture of you and your sibling and tag, hey, sis, eat this. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Because we're going to blow this day up. Holiday up. Yeah. Yes. Yes. We're going to make it big time.
3: I think we should go have it on this note. I feel like it's time to go have a Hey Sis Dirty Martini to celebrate.
2: Absolutely.
3: All right. Love you. Love your show, sis. I love you. I love your show so very much. Happy National Siblings Day.
2: Back at you.
3: Thank you so much for listening to Hey Sis Eat This. If you LOL'd, peed your pants a little bit or even smirked, please hit subscribe if you haven't already and feel free to rate and review. But, only if it's positive.
2: Also, visit our website for recipes and to sign up for our newsletter at HeySisEatThis.com. And don't forget to call into the HeySis hotline at 866 4HeySis with funny mama stories or kitchen conundrums of your own.